0: Welcome to Demogronomics. your insight to the powerful surprises ahead for the U.S. economy. Demogronomics, where people make markets. And now, here is Mike Williams. Hello there, it's Mike, and welcome back to the podcast. Glad you could join us. Today, we're going to call this half done already. Why? Well, it's the end of the second quarter. Here we are into the weekend, marking half of 2016 is behind us. I don't know about you, but that shocks me. So first of all, hoping you and yours have a great July 4th weekend if you celebrate same. If not, enjoy anyway and travel safe. And welcome to the second half. Clearly, the markets have provided a nice bounce back from the panic activity related to Brexit. It's nice to see that the crowd takes an emotional breather after such a rude interruption to their summer haze. We've got nine weeks of summer left. Let's keep looking for the swoon and when and if it comes. Be prepared to take advantage of it. Partners will find the second quarter portfolio summary updates in their portal. But your snapshot summary is something I'm going to read now. But before I do, I just want to make sure that you realize nothing I'm talking about ever is a piece of investment advice. I don't know who's listening. I don't know anything about you. Uh, None of these uh, discussions are intended as uh, investment advice. That should come from your advisor. Uh, But I am going to point out the portfolio we provide openly to all of our members uh, continues to prove that the barbell economy is real. And not only is it real, but it's doing far better than uh, what many are buying into in the press and media hype. So let's give you some snapshots. These are all as of the end of the market day on June 30, end of Q2. Uh, thanks to the last couple of days, the S&P is back in the green along with the Dow. It is up 2.6% on the year. The NASDAQ, still in the red, down 32 Dow Jones is up 2.9. Russell 1000 is up 2.6. By the way, I'm rounding this off. Russell 2000 is up 1.4%. Russell 3000 is up 2.5%. Wilshire 5000 is up 2.4%. iShares Preferred is a dividend preferred stock ETF. That's up 2.6%. And the Barron's 400, well, it's... It's struggling a little this year. It's only up seven-tenths of a percent. So how are the uh, barbell economy portfolios doing? Well, thankfully, better. The dividend growth portfolio is up 10.5%. The growth equity portfolio is up 8.2%. Think about it now. That's against a growth index, which is usually the NASDAQ that's down still on the year. So be that as it may, like I said, we've got nine weeks of summer left. While the bounce is nice, I suspect we have more summer chop ahead. If this was an earthquake, we can be assured there's going to be an aftershock or two or six, but let's use them to our advantage. Let's stay focused. Remember, steady hands on the wheel. As I've always been taught during times like this, it's never as good as it looks or as bad as it feels. Remember too, as we all sip a few cold drinks over the weekend with loved ones and friends, the important item is the current, not the surface of the water. Given the current here in the US, the strength building under under the surface for the US economy It's only a matter of time before we see markets trading into new highs. Then, I suspect the stage will be set just as we have repeatedly referenced as it was back in the late 70s, early 80s. The platform and price we have built into the markets over the last two years, a frustratingly flat period of time is the result of the energy fallout hiding other sector improvements another quarter or two and we will be comping against the worst of the energy sector shellacking. So let's be focused and prepared. Think about this, there is a fantastic aspect of all the fear that people feel and have felt for years now. CFOs are busy around the world working hard to restructure debts on balance sheets for as long as they can. When I say restructure, I mean refinance and as cheaply as they can. And thankfully, given the rampant amount of fear, the foundation of cheap capital for shrinking shares, increasing productivity, increasing cash flows and building up future capital investment accounts will serve us all very well in years to come. The masses are missing that fact now as they focus more on the fear, more on the surface instead of the current. Be assured of this. We will be in later years very thankful for these massive waves of fear. Those waves are the driver of low rates. Those waves are the seeds to future opportunities the cost of growth investment is being significantly reduced for decades as a result of this unbelievable and unrelenting amount of angst and fear. So listen, we're burning off the energy plunge impact. We've stated this for many months, that the fears about manufacturing and industrial production coupled with the quote earnings recession have been way overblown, cloaked by what I call the energy shuffle. As we approach the period when we will have round tripped some of those worst comps, like we say at the end of Q3, we can see the slow burn off already appearing in some of the manufacturing data. For example, once again, ISM manufacturing indexes rose in June for the fourth straight month, beating expectations by a chunk Consensus expectation was 51.5. We got 53.2. Orders were 57 versus a 55 expectation. Employment was also up. Prices were actually down. So it's fascinating to watch. Consensus continues to be too bearish. Call me a nut, but this is pretty solid data. Now, recognize that came before Brexit's fears, okay, so if we get a hiccup or two during the summer, that's good news. It'll work itself out. This also adds to the good news noted in your last podcast as it relates to consumers picking up their shopping habits as they always do when the summer gets warm. So do we have any second thoughts after Brexit? Not even a smidge. The fear and anxiety over each update in the next month or two over Brexit will surely grab investors' attention like a moth to a flame. We should all be careful, though, as we know what usually happens to the moth. It's highly likely there will be another event, maybe sooner rather than later, which will replace the attention span of the media. This has been the case over and over again since the lows in 2009, which, by the way, were over 10,000 Dow points ago. It's a tough battle, the one we have with ourselves all the time. I suppose that's what makes investing what it is, a tough game, the foolish participant of which is often the player. On the other hand, all these frenetic emotional swings serve one compelling purpose, They keep the masses' eye off the ball. They keep the attention off of what is really happening underneath. Most of all, they keep too many overthinking the simplistic structure of the barbell economy. Simple yes, easy no. Dramatic underpinnings of significant growth ahead? Well, you bet. So while we're taking a Brexit breather, There's surely plenty of ammunition out there to trick yourself into second guesses, as we all have done over the years. I remain unconvinced that recent developments in the EU must automatically lead to a recession, either here in the U.S. or even, for that matter, in the U.K. Sure, it's a great knee-jerk reaction. There's plenty in the crowd thinking the same thing, and, heck, it sounds smart. I mean, doesn't it? It sounds pretty smart. Alas, given the plunge in the pound, long-term forces suggest it is not a given. It is vital we keep this in mind as well as it relates to the U.S. The United Kingdom accounts for only 3.9% of our exports and less of our imports at about 2.5% based on the latest 12-month average of the data. we get a lot of noise in the marketplace about buybacks are causing a stormy sea ahead my response is not even remotely often during the current bull market we've shown data pointing to corporate buybacks and dividend payouts as being one of the major drivers of the bull market we've noted here that corporations would have an incentive to buy back their shares as long as forward earnings yields of the s p 500 exceeded the after-tax cost of borrowing the money to do it. The actions this week, the panic unleashed again, provide the foundation for yet even more lower rates. We hit multi-decade lows in many countries as fear ripples through the markets again. Remember, in low-rate environments, as a public company, your CFO is paid to find cheap money to buy back stock for as long a term as he or she can find. In high-rate scenarios, your CFO is paid to grow investments to expand earnings, and you pay for it with equity sales, all those shares you bought back via your then-re-elevated stock prices. There are a vast number of experts baying at the moon, shouting over the doom awaiting us from corporate borrowings to buy back shares. That same group, be assured, will tell us in the next shift that the same doom awaits us because CFOs are offering up a ton of new equity as they sell those shares back to the market at higher prices to pay off all that debt and expand investment. Just like expensive oil was bad for us and cheap oil was bad for us, you can bet both ends of this spectrum will be bad for us as well. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what makes markets the ebb and the flow, the good and the bad, the bull and the bear, the optimistic and the pessimistic. Without both of them, we could not have the results we've had over the years. And I don't mean we specifically, I mean all investors. In the end, there is only one master foundational issue which cuts through all the junk all the hype it can't be manipulated and it drives the future thoughts and future growth values we can expect here it is count people first growth will follow think demographics not economics and if you do you're going to realize we're in great shape So, hey, everybody, have a great fourth weekend. Be safe. Spend lots of times with loved ones and friends. Drive careful. Fly careful. Travel careful. And until we see you again, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant.